1: on the game, 92.9 at game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 7th day of January. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a happy new year to you folks in Union City. Uh,
2: Union City. You expect that We're Union down City, did you? Down on the south, on the south side. No, yeah. There's good stuff down Union City. I know city, that. Man. That's why I mention them. Great great stuff down that way. Um, You don't know nothing about Union yeah, City. Yeah, I do know about Union City, man. Out on the south you, know side. you don't think you know about You know You know, about yeah, there's a place we ought to take you down to eat one day. It's called uh, Green
1: Manor. Yeah, what they got? Everything. Everything. Yeah. So they 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 got.
2: I don't like them guys. <laughs> yeah, but be, be, they, they got they, that too. They, <laughs> they, they, they got everything. Okay. We ride down there one These day. Steaks.
3: If you want chops,
2: that, that's what you want. Ribs. You got, pizza. Is that? Eh, See, they know, ain't got everything. No, but I mean, fried he, chicken. You want? Oh. That,
1: that made you jump out your chair when I said that. Yes. Yes, sir. Do we have a guest ready to go out here? Oh, this is going to be interesting. Because first
2: of all, they're awake.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is, I didn't think about that. Well, the, the
2: sun is up by now out there. Well, we can
1: see there's actually. A, well, no, that's another place. You know. Well, would you like to welcome our guest on? With this is, I think this is the first Elvis we've ever had on the show. Is it? In all the years we have done the show, you know, we we've never had an Elvis before.
2: Yeah, I don't think this does. Galvez doesn't need sideline uh, performing in Vegas. Or Let's anything. just
1: try to do it without a really bad tacky impression.
2: Yeah. We. Oh no. We will, will not. Because he's that. sick
1: of hearing that. Right. Know, His he, whole life, people have been coming up, giving him tacky impressions of you know
2: who elvis galagos is on the <laughs> broadcast crew for tcu uh but they get their, their, their broadcast version spanish version of their broadcast uh but a former player also for the horn frogs and this has to be so special for you uh welcome to weekend mornings here in atlanta with sam and greg here on sports radio 92.9 the
3: game morning good morning guys how you doing thanks for having me yeah it definitely is uh We've had some pretty good years at TCU since I've been a part of the program for about 20 years now as a player and just commentating on the Spanish and English side. And uh, This is definitely we didn't see this year coming, and it's been an incredible run this year. So, yeah, it's been pretty special, especially for someone like me. It's been a part of that program for such a long time.
1: You didn't see it coming, but at what point during the year, was it the end of the season when you saw the record that you had during a regular season, was it the playoffs? At what point did you realize, you know what, we can make some noise here?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we all, uh, there's been a lot of talent around here for a while. You know, we obviously have underperformed and, and had some seasons that were not so good, but there's been great talent. You know, I mean, I, I coached a long time in, in DFW area and players that you don't really have to go very far to recruit great players in the state of Texas. And they're there. Sometimes they don't get the recognition. You know, they may be three-star guys, but they're playing in a pool of talent that's some of the top players across the country. And the talent's been here. We just didn't have the culture. We just didn't have the buy-in. We we, we needed to get right physically, mentally. And I think when I really started seeing it is probably after uh, probably Oklahoma State. You know that was a big game. Obviously the Oklahoma game coming out and just blowing those guys out. That was big time going on the road. We've we struggled at Kansas. It's just the place that gives us fits. Those guys were really good. At one point, you know, uh, five and zero oh, college game day there, top twenty-five matchup and uh, played well. But I think the Oklahoma State game, when we were down at home, and even Coach Dykes talks about this, like the guys have never gotten too high or too low, whether they're up or they're down. They've been even killed. They've taken on the personality of this coaching staff. And at that point, I thought, okay, we've got something here. The pieces are there. You got a big time wide receiver that's gonna be a first rounder. Max is playing as good as he's ever played. He's got, I mean, all the tools you want. The offensive line has been issues for a while. And all of a sudden we're playing and I'm thinking, okay, we've got, we've got a chance to make a run. Obviously I, I probably didn't see a national championship game coming up this year, but, but it's been, yeah, probably right in that middle of the season when we saw something special.
2: Folks are spending time on the waitforit.com outline this morning with Elvis Gallagos of the TCU uh, network. Uh, he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Elvis 31 at Elvis Gallagos 31 uh, last week. Uh, talk about the win over Michigan because every once in a okay, you guys doing this in the Big 12, but wait until you meet somebody from yep. the Big 10 of the SEC. Uh, thoughts about seeing them do that last week and the way they were able to do it against Michigan.
3: Yeah, that was great. I mean, I, I think, you know, we've – leading into that game, guys, I'll be honest, I was I was listening to a lot, talking to a lot of folks, and it just felt like Michigan was a little too confident you know, everybody talked about the big physicality of the Big Ten, and we've heard that before. We, we you know, we faced some Big Ten teams. Obviously, we, we we beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl back in in 2010. But that week, last week, you heard a lot of Michigan talk about the ground and pound, the run game, and how physical and nasty they were. But let me tell you something. So, this TCU team, what I've seen is different. They're big. They're physical. I mean, we average six five three seventeen up front, and. This is a team that runs the ball. I mean, they're is 204 yards per, you know, uh, per game. So what I noticed, the way that we did it, was just we just pounded them up front. Physically, we dominated the line of scrimmage, and we were the better run attack team. And so that set up the play action. That allowed for big playability. Michigan thought, that, I think, that they were just going to uh, sell out and play man coverage and get to match and, and disrupt them. Well, Max Duggan can move, guys. He's he's very athletic. He's a very athletic quarterback. He got out of the pocket, bought some time, hit some big plays. You saw that quick Johnston long touchdown that really, I think, was just devastating for Michigan. But the resiliency of this football team, the way that they've always just hung in there blow for blow, they've been down and out at times, they've been up, they had to answer so many times in that game, and you look at the offense, so much talk about the offense this year TCU. But to me, as a former free safety, and the defensive guy, I love this defense. I mean, they had two pick sixes, Dylan Horton, who nobody talks about. And I'm telling you right now, on Monday, you'll see a really special pass rusher up front. He had four sacks against Michigan. I mean, he dominated that offensive line. That was the Joe Moore Award, you know, the, the best offensive line in the country two years in a row. So they had so many tackles for losses, the two pick sixes. Defensively, they, they gave them some big plays, but they just kept battling. And so you look at all that and you think, man, that, that's what was so impressive, both sides of the ball, the way they kept answering, and really watching the tape, you're just like, look, they were just better coached, better prepared, and that's why they won the ballgame.
1: You know, I've been sitting here thinking about this, and I'm glad you asked that question so I don't have to ask and I can go home with my head up. Uh, by the way, Elvis, my wife, is from outside of Detroit, so you know you can imagine what it's been like in my house ah. all week long. <laughs> yeah. But, but what, you, gotcha. what, what you talked about, though, was really what I was going to get at and that you guys – It's very rare that people take the Mike Tyson phrase and flip their nose at it. The Mike Tyson phrase is this. When it comes to athletics, when it comes to sports and and matches, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. And Michigan hit TCU in the mouth with a 70-yard run right out of the box, right? And how did they respond? And you talking about them responding – the way they did not only in this Michigan game but throughout their season, things that we didn't see, national audience didn't see. But one of the other things the national audience didn't see, I want you to take a second and talk about this quarterback of yours, a guy who ended up in New York, but when the season started, meaning New York for the Heisman um, ceremony, but wasn't there in the beginning, and there was no conversation about this dude being that kind of quarterback and what the country saw at the beginning of the season.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Max Duggan is a special kid. I mean, he really is. And, and you look at his journey here. I mean, this guy, guys, he was a four-star athlete. He was an elite 11 quarterback coming out of high school out of Townsend Bluffs, Iowa. He's got a great arm. He was super fast and quick. But his leadership ability and, and his character, the way he carries himself, the way he elevates people around him, I think, and so you look at this year, coming into this year, uh, and really the story started last year. Chandler Morris comes in. And uh, we weren't playing well. He's a backup quarterback, comes in and just lights up, and we beat Baylor at home as a huge win. Uh, and he's put up some gaudy numbers in that game. So everybody started seeing, okay, is he the future? Is this the guy that's going to take over the next few years? Max has been banged up, dealt with injuries, so many issues. So at the beginning of this year, coaching change come in. Chandler is prototypical for what Coach Dykes is looking for, and all of a sudden he wins the job. But, 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 you know, Max doesn't shy away from that. He says, I'm going to be the best backup in the country. I'm going to do whatever is needed for me. It, you know, I'm going to work as hard. Even if I can work harder, I will. And, in that, and then he just waited for his moment. Chandler gets hurt in the third quarter. He gets Colorado, the first game of the year. Max steps in. Uh, does pretty good. I think really the second half of the second game was much better, what they started calling what he likes. And then he just lit it up in the third game against SMU, and he hasn't really looked back. But he's, he, he's, he's what you look at and says, how does it, he elevates people around him? Guys, he, he's, he's about 6'2", good size. He's got a good arm. He can probably make any NFL throw, maybe not an elite arm. Uh, but he moves really well. What you're going to see on Monday again, if is going to win this game, he's going to have to you know, uh, make plays on the ground. He's going to have to break tackles. He's got that speed. But he elevates people's play around him. I've never seen a team – teammates pull for another guy like they pull for him and the way that they play hard for him. And that's kind of what – I think that's what Coach Dykes has talked about at times. He's gotten emotional after certain games just talking about he's everything you want your kid to grow up to be like.
2: Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Elvis, we thank you for getting up and spending some time with us. I know you've been out there in L.A. for a minute. The teams are both there now. They're going to have a media day and going to work out some today. But we thank you for spending some time and bringing us up to speed. And We're looking
3: for a great ball game Monday night. Absolutely. That's right, hey guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on.
1: Appreciate it. And our first Elvis,
0: so
1: you got it <laughs> like that. We got to send him a T-shirt or something. We do that too. We have, <laughs> we have right. to do that. All right, man. I'll All take right. it, man. I'll take it. Thanks, guys. You guys travel safely out there, Elvis. Appreciate. it. Yeah, that's our first Elvis. Really. Mhm. Yep. Thank you very much,
2: Elvis Gallegos. Yes. Um, like, played 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 for TCU, and now he's part of the, uh, the the broadcast crew. You can hear the you can hear the pride in him because you know just like we talk when we talked with Nui Scruggs early. Texas and Texas a them other are the flavors out there. Right. You know what I mean? TCU, who talks about them? Everybody's all the money goes, you know, they got the big budgets or at Texas and Texas. I'm, A&M. I'm
1: talking, I'm here more SMU than I am TCU. You know, but here these guys
2: are, here they yeah. are. And they they, they won't lose. Nah. You know, they're going to the national championship game. Yeah, the other people get on board.
1: You know, one of the things that we haven't talked about, and I don't really plan on doing it now. But when we're talking about this game. Got us thinking about the conversations swirling in Michigan. We earlier on in Harbaugh, is he going to be on the college level next year or on the pro level? He or may will have he be a in choice. Somebody's
2: TV studio. He, he may he may have a choice.
1: Yeah, we'll find out more on that. Anyway, up next, talking a little NFL and more on uh, our thoughts on DeMar Hamlin and, and, and where the Bills are. But getting ready, we found out how the playoff scenario is going to play out. We're going to talk about that in these Falcons as they get ready to end their season. Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 the game. 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey
4: app.
1: Com. It's Sam and Greg. Enjoying some chaka, but also enjoying some jazz.
2: Yeah, but also some chaka. More, more, more Chicago.
1: Yeah, well, more, no more, think. more Chicago, right? Ray he, Lapine sending some he, jazz our way. You know, And uh, hey, did you know on this date?
2: On this date,
1: Meyer Lansky. Now, I'm going to give you a little education if you know who Meyer Lansky is. Meyer Lansky, he left Cuba to go to the Bahamas right after Castro took over. Okay, and today was the day also that Castro was recognized by the U.S. government is his government that changed shortly thereafter. But Castro did what he did. But I bring this up is because this is the real life connection to something we have all seen fictionally, and that was in The Godfather. Okay, Godfather two, as a matter of fact, Hyman Roth, who is loosely based on Meyer Lansky, who was the guy who along with Charlie Luciano started the Five Families out there in New York, but he's the guy who was dealing with Michael in Godfather 2, and that's who he's supposed to be. Sort of be like
0: a Meyer oh, Lansky thing. Okay. Like,
1: like the singer in Godfather, right. uh, Johnny Fontaine is supposed to be allegedly connected with Sinatra, right? So, try what you will. But anyway, this kind of stuff happened on this day, and I was just looking at that. Bahamas, speaking of which, became self governing on this day. 1960- really? Yeah, man. Queen used to run that joint. She'd oh, come yeah. down there with a purse mm-hmm. and tell them how to, you know, how to make conch chowder.
2: Well, they still wouldn't know what was in the purse.
1: <laughs> they wouldn't know she what's wouldn't, in the purse. She wouldn't let them know what's in the purse. But they, they started, you know, they're on their own. 64 on this day. And shortly thereafter, Sean Connery started hanging out down there. Did he? Yeah. That's where he was when he died. He loved the Bahamas. Loved it. Uh, what you call it? Uh, d- d- uh, Ian Fleming loved Jamaica. Okay. That's where his home was and some of the stuff. Was filmed down in his little cove there, but Connery he loved the Bahamas, loved them, and when he did Never Say Never Again was yeah. right there in Nassau. Right,
2: right. Remember that part. So yeah,
1: yeah. anyway, uh, listen, what are we what are we looking for this final NFL season? Uh, these these set of it's games. The final Sunday. Aside from well, we got games today, first of all. Yes, but aside from what we know is the focus, where what happens with Buffalo and Cincinnati, and um,
2: yeah, now we're talking about a neutral site.
1: Yes. Um, you, know, you know, Kansas City's thrown into this mix, too. But, oh yeah, yeah, the neutral side, and it depends on who beats who and all this, but, you know, who's going to get those first slots still matters. So, Buffalo, Cincinnati, um, those, the, well, the, the teams that they play, but how this playoff scenario in the AFC plays out because of the possibility of them going to a neutral side. A couple things have to happen. Anyway, but as you get ready for this and you look at this right now, um, what are your what are your thoughts? Where's your focus going to be?
2: Man, I mean, you're watching. I, I mentioned one. I mentioned you know um, seeing who gets in from some teams that haven't been in the picture for a while. You want to see a Detroit man? That's to make the one. That's me, for me. You Sunday know, night. Yeah, that, that's happening. But also, I'm thinking Jacksonville. If that you know on the AFC side, you know just two teams. It just it's like getting some fresh blood. You know, it's like seeing some teams that that haven't been there in a while. So it's now that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm watching for. I mean, Tampa Bay, they, they're going to come here tomorrow. I hope the Falcons beat them. I want to see the Falcons beat them and send them to the playoffs with a loss. I don't think they're a team that has a chance to win it all. You know, they go there. I think they're there long enough to have a, a cup of but coffee. man,
1: wouldn't you just hate it, though? Because you see how Brady played the last game. If He comes out and he blows it out again. You saw Aaron Rodgers played, And if he does it again on Sunday night against Detroit, you hate to see these dudes come to the party late and then dominate the way they used to five, ten years ago. Yeah. Because you figured, as you said, new blood coming in. Now, we're, we're, we're focusing on the NFC right now, but AFC is, is going to play out. But I agree with you 100%. It's the young bloods coming in. And, and as far as Jacksonville, they're playing with house money, as far as oh, I'm yeah.
2: concerned. Very much, very much. Like you said, Trevor Lawrence has a coach this year, and, it's, does. Made, and, and it's made a, a good difference. coach. And they, and, they, and they stumbled out of the gate. They stumbled some early, but they've got some momentum going here late. And that's the thing that usually gets you to the postseason. Who can get there late with enough time, and so you know, you know, I'm watching, watching for them. Obviously, the teams at the top, you know, Kansas City, you're know, playing today. The they're, they're the team that everyone's watching to see. And you just want to watch this Buffalo team and see how they play. See, you know, you. you the, I think the curious will be watching them just to see how they play and how they respond after this week.
1: What are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson? We mentioned today, is his birthday. And um, those guys have not given him the contract. Now, listen. You can say what you will about him not having an agent and him doing, you know, doing this with his mother and and so on and so forth. But you getting back on the field, or you're if you're advising Lamar, are you putting him back on the field?
2: I mean, if you're trying to win, if you're the, if you're running the team, you're trying to win. You do. I mean, he gives you your better. You have no contract
1: he? yet. And if he goes back now, goes back early and hurts himself again forget about it. Well, I mean, if he's not ready, you know, he's going to send him out. Well, that's the question. Do you that's believe he's ready? This 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 leg injury has gone on longer than than some believe, and they believe this is a tactic. So, I don't have a problem with it one way or the other. I think that this is long overdue, and it's a statement to to their offense that, yeah, you guys built this around me, you're not going to pay me. Now this is what happens. This is what it looks like when I'm not there. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if he's he's done there. There's a well, lot you, you, of people... you would rather,
2: you would rather him do that at the start of the season than now. If that's what if that really is a, a tactic and something that he that he's trying to you know trying to hold something hostage here, do that early in the season. Don't, don't, kind of don't do that now.
1: I guess my question is this: How many people are going to be successful using the? Well, Deshaun Watson got this much guaranteed, and I'm a better player than him, so I won't. Blah blah blah. That's a tactic that allegedly he's using and I'm sure will come up later on because we know that NFL contracts aren't fully guaranteed like what Deshaun got. So he's an outlier. We know why he got that. But how successful do you think anybody is going to be moving forward, you know, bringing that into the corner office? saying, Okay, well, he got this and he's in Cleveland and so on and so forth. That's what we hear Lamar is is doing. We hear it. We don't know it's true. But, you know, yes, does he deserve the same amount of money? Guaranteed or not, as as Deshaun, yeah, I absolutely believe it.
2: But the rest of the league is going to watch and see what happens here, That's because what because whatever happens, to that everybody's going to follow suit. It's well, aren't
1: people still upset at it. Cleveland for giving them that money? Well, yeah, and other owners, and so they're turn around, they they wave their finger at them and call them names for doing that, and we know why you did it, and so on and so forth. Well, now you're going to have to make a decision. Now I doubt Jerry Jones will ever do it. I I know the Bears won't do it. I can I we can reel off <laughs> a handful of teams, teams we know won't, w- won't do it. Won't do it, right? But there are others who you have to ask out loud. Are they sick of being the, you know, at the bottom of the barrel? You know. Yeah. Speaking of which, not so much quarterbacks, but if there was an NFL team, we just got through talking about college that you see that coach from Michigan, if he's on his way out because of the investigation and the accusations and all this sort of stuff. Now, I don't agree with you that I think he's done everything he needed to do at Michigan. Yes, he's turned the program around. Yes, he's beat Ohio State in back-to-back years. Urban never beat Michigan back-to-back, I don't think. No, yeah, he did, as a matter of fact. But nobody's done that in forever. But he ain't got a chip.
0: That's no, what they want, no. and that's
1: what the that's what the program who has the most wins in college football history believes they need out of this dude.
2: Well, he got him in position to go the rest of the way, whether he's there with them or not. He's restored, you know, them to the to the top of the food chain as far as as far as uh, college football goes. So he's done that part, which for a while seemed like he wasn't going to be able to do that.
1: But for a while, it's, th- it's it's not enough, though. Not let's enough. Put it, let's put it this way: Had Kirby not won last year?
2: I, I, I think – Could they, he
1: have been – could you say and, – and he left and went to the pros. Would you say his time at Georgia w- was enough for Georgia Bulldogs fans?
2: Maybe not for the fans, but when you think about the, the scheme of things, Georgia been, had, been had been at a certain level with Mark Rick. They hadn't been able to break through and get the win. He broke through. He got the win. They got everything set up for success over there in Athens. If he wanted to walk, I mean, but but – but I'm talking the, minus
1: the win. I'm yeah. talking, you know, the last that last taste is you almost having a chance and then Tua coming in and throwing a touchdown and you're losing to Alabama. Okay, so he got a taste of the game. Yeah. But didn't get the chip, didn't cross the finish line, and you were very close. My point is, no, Michigan and, and Harbaugh didn't get that close, but you're saying just being relevant again is cool with you, and you feel like because of the where they were before, that's enough if you want to well, back I, up I'm I'm, I'm,
2: and, I'm going on what the Michigan people have done. His buyout is $3 bucks. So apparently they feel like you know, hey, you got to swear a certain place. They don't feel like locking them down and throwing a bunch of money to keep anybody from getting them, you know. So I mean, other teams who value those guys, wait, how much it cost you to get Jimbo Fisher out of Texas? And it's is buyout out of that's what about about sixty sixty eighty million? Really? Man, I forgot oh, yeah, I it, it was that much. Mi- I know it, it, it was it, a I know it was a little bit a lot, you but know what I mean. So I mean, you got somebody you really want to lock in. You throwing some cash out like that?
1: Well, they might have done that a couple years ago, but you remember last year they cut his salary, or two years ago, whenever it was, because he wasn't winning. Then he well, turned things around.
2: Well, no, he didn't turn things around that much. He beat Alabama. And that's what he did last season. He beat Alabama in this season. Did a slide. Now we got three of his players in the transfer <laughs> portal over here, Georgia Tech. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um yeah. Oh, wait. You talking about? You went back to Georgia. I was talking about Michigan stuff. No, still.
2: I'm talking. Well, I was talking about Texas A&M. Now, you're talking oh, well, about that A&M.
1: yeah, Jimbo winning that and all that. Yeah, yeah. D- d- he feels like meaning Harbaugh, to just put a cap on this, he has reportedly said or has said that he's got unfinished business in the NFL. He turned things around in the college level a couple times. Okay, so he turned around Stanford, he's turned around Michigan. Okay, fine. He feels like he, you know, without a blackout in the Superdome, he's got himself a Super Bowl ring. He beats his brother. That's what he feels, and there's a lot of other people who feel like San Francisco would have won that game. Had so. there not been the blackout and the delay to that suit, the Harbaugh Bowl,
2: if you will. It was all the electricity went out was after that Beyonce <laughs> halftime oh, that's show. What it was. That's Beyonce, that's what, the Beyonce, the the Beyonce halftime show made the lights go out in that joint. Yeah. Sam
1: and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. <laughs> 9 9 <laughs> 9 <the> <laughs> we got uh, college football uh, game time following mm-hmm. us. Abe is going to be in for uh, – is he in for Chuckery? Uh, He's Chukri? in for John Chuckery. Okay. Yeah. And you got uh, Randy Mack. You got Chris Goforth. Yep getting you set for monday night. Yep. talking about all kinds of stuff. We haven't heard from Eric today that much at all. So we should bring Eric in here and see what's going on with him. You what's get. going on? What's going on with you, Eric? Oh, uh, just being busy
4: back here. Turn that up know?
1: a little bit so we can hear you. I mean, just, bend the mic. just being
4: busy back here, taking care of all you guys. Many great guests that we've had on today. You know, you got me working extra time over here with five guests and getting everything posted to the to the Sam and Greg uh, show on the on ninety two nine dot
1: For people who didn't hear the whole show, what is going to be that special moment that if they go to our website, they go to the Sam and Greg page? That you have waiting for them that they missed earlier in the show.
4: Well, I'm gonna possibly do too. Early in the in the show, you guys had a great back and forth about um oh man, you 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 put me on the spot because that was actually something right right. some of it. You had, a great, pur- <laughs> you had a great back and forth on the um the topic of uh, the national championship. So we're gonna talk about some of that. We're gonna talk about how Elvis talked about how physical TCU can be on both sides of the ball. And they talk about a pass rusher that maybe some people here down the road at Mercedes-Benz might want to think about drafting. So that's going to be one of them. There may be another two that I can find from you guys. But really the physicalness that Elvis talked about that TCU will bring into this national championship game. He said the O-line average is 6'5", 320, I think he said, something like that. Yeah. So it's not going to be a pushover for Georgia. And I think that's something we will definitely – talk about and put it on the website. Now I've already posted Elvis's interview with you guys to the Sam and Greg page.
1: I, I didn't hear nothing about the boat show. <laughs> the boat I, I didn't hear nothing about the boat show. We the had one so thing I've been waiting show, for, we did have the boat show, on the, boat show on the replay. Parker,
2: Chris Parker.
1: I love me some you know, we, Chris Parker. We, we, Chris we had, Parker had, come on every week. We ain't got the boat show every week. You know how I feel about
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've also sent that to Sam's email, and he's going to share it with the powers that be of the Land of Boat Show. And it's been – it's already on the Sam and Greg page. And yeah. uh, I didn't get – you know, y'all talked about y'all going to the boat show. Y'all I didn't say, hey, Eric, what you doing next weekend? No, everybody yeah.
1: can go. I didn't say I was getting a free ticket. No, we can I'll put my money out. We can't do that over there. We'll, you know, plug Ola. We can't do that. No. We no. want to let everybody else know go, about it.
2: We, we can go check it out.
1: The first African-American inventor, William Purvis, was – Given a patent on this day. Do you know what it was, Sam? Because hes you know you should know his name because well, he's look. the first African-American inventor of note. Okay. He invented the fountain pen. Wow. And it was patented on this day. On this day. Back in 1890. That's when he did it. You and ever had one of those? A fountain pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throughout the years. I probably lost it after. It was probably given to me by an uncle or something. Yeah. Yeah. First railroad station. Which is a thing I got a problem with. I'm going to come back with this. How can you have one without another one? What's that? You gotta have two. It's like when they talk about the first baseball team being the Reds. Uh, nah, you gotta have another team. There's gotta be two cause you gotta play somebody, right? Yeah, that'll make sense. Sam and Greg, sports radio, 929Game, 929 Game.com. Radio 9290 Game, 9290Game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Hey, you know, earlier in the show, I gave a shout-out to Katie Kylie. Yeah. Because I heard she'd put a picture up that featured me mm-hmm. or me and guys from Cheap Trick, and she was looking for an answer or something. But I also want to give out a shout-out to another co-worker who I understand is leaving their job okay. here in town, Okay, uh, Steve Craig. It's really? Steve Craig mm-hmm. who's the voice over at Lanny United right. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, um, but also... I think he was the morning man and 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 music director over at uh, the river with Katie, but he was here at Dave FM. So when this joint opened up, he was down the hall. Wow! And Dave okay. FM running things. So Steve's, you know, like I said, I'm, I want I got love for everybody. There's enough room for all of us in this business, right? There really is. There's no point in just taking shots at somebody and saying something about somebody's mama. It's just it, it, what's the point? Who did that? Folks have done it in the past. Okay, I was going to say, who we did don't, that? We don't mention their names. Right. They're like that dude on um, Harry Potter. We don't mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just can't do it. Uh, can't do it. Um, we also started the show, and we want to start the show and end the show with my story of the week, not the one having to do with Jamar. It's the other one. And so if they didn't hear it earlier, I'm going to do it again, and I do this for you too. Happy birthday. To Phyllis and Tracy, <laughs> our wives celebrate the birthday their birthdays on the same day. Yep, it was this past week, and they're both we, thirty. Yeah, both thirty. That's the <laughs> I was gonna say. Both they 30, both look
2: great. They're both thirty years look old. Look great,
1: thirty years old. I'm telling you. do yep. so, You like that, honey? now? <laughs> Go home, hold your head up there, honey. It is nice. Hey, you know what? Whatever you, hey, dude, you're coming on with us no. right now. Uh oh, uh oh. Well, no, we have Abe on we here. We got and, Abe, and Abe. No, but this is real. Abe had no idea we what's were, coming we to me. had no he, idea what's going to happen to he him. He said something while you were Yikes. gone earlier, and it's it, it piggybacks on what we have been talking about what? throughout the show. About I have said the 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 one of the best things that will come out of this tragedy with DeMar Hamlin is the need, the want, and the ability to step up across the board finances for high school programs to have equipment. Now, we know colleges do have it. They may not all have it, but, you know, they'll pick and choose where they spend that money. On the high school level, they ain't got the money. And I absolutely believe that with, you know, voices like you and Chris uh, uh, Chris Parker, who come on here and will continue to talk about the lack of emergency vehicles, Ambulances, things like that. EMTs uh, have a presence at games.
2: Well, just the fact that that, that it's not mandated, you know, you, you 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 ought to have a plan. Your plan may be to have a fire truck there, but if you got to transport somebody to the hospital, now you got to wait for that vehicle to, to show up, right? You know, so I mean that, that's that, that's the thing. You, you you to have an emergency vehicle at the game. I think most people think that that is mandated that you have to have an emergency vehicle. At a high school football game, and that is not true.
1: Well, while you were out of the studio, Abe was coming in here. They're getting ready for uh, the uh, college football game time, and and Abe was telling a story after hearing us
0: talk about this
1: that happened to him. Man, welcome and good uh, good morning, and come on here and and talk about what you were telling. Me. Tell Sam what you were telling me earlier.
0: Yeah, so in high school, I was. Uh, this was like our first practices, and I got hurt pretty badly, um, not life threatening in, in regards to what happened with Demar Hamlin, but. You know, I limped off to the sideline as best I can, took a seat on on the bleacher, and uh our athletic trainer, who was a girl in one of my classes right just just doing what she could to help out, came and asked me, "Hey, and, you know what can i what can I do how can I help and I, I'm like, honestly, there's nothing like i'm I'm gonna try and drive home, and, and my mom's gonna take me to the hospital um and it's a situation where i I, I felt the the help the trainers there were completely. Inadequate in regards to dealing with my injury. Uh, and for those wondering, I'd, I'd fractured my pelvis. Whoa. Um, not fun. No. Uh, I had to no. drive home two-footed because I couldn't lift my foot off of the gas and transfer it to the brake. So I'm two-foot driving on the way. And I live very close to my high school, right? So I'm, okay. I'm driving home like that and, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to get out of a car with a pelvis injury is not easy either. But it's a situation where, as you ask me this, Greg, I wonder – what are the steps that are taken, and Sam, in regards to furthering the first aid abilities of trainers? Because when we think of the athletic trainers, we think of they're fitting people for knee braces. They're taping up ankles. They're they're all that stuff. But there's this other level that has kind of been brought to the forefront by what happened uh, there, there in Cincinnati that night. And so I would think at the minimum, Greg, first aid certification needs to be... A qualification if you want to be an athletic trainer. If you, even if you're just one of the classmates in high school, and, and that's your—I'm not talking about professional trainer. I'm talking right, about right. the high school. is pretty common that just uh, there are a couple of people who are just sophomores or juniors want to be involved with the football program, and right. that's how they do it. First aid certification, CPR certification has to be mandated. I think we've we've now seen a direct benefit. Of this. Oh, absolutely. Um, And and my dad was telling me a story that that may have been very, very similar to this. Um, That in Little League Baseball years ago at the field I play in, a kid got struck by a ball. uh, Line drive hits him in the chest. chest. And they believe it's the same situation. Mm -hmm. It struck him right as his heart was beating. His heart went into cardiac arrest. And there's obviously no help there. This is Little League Baseball. But if there's any, you know, way to, to... Increase the potential of saving lives through a simple CPR class, which takes—I mean, what do you two, two Sundays or something like that? Well,
2: that that's yeah. the thing you hope Abe, that comes out of what we've seen this week: that more people will, um, you know, take take CPR, and get certified, and also get trained on how to operate defibrillators. Defibrillators are at all should be at all stadium. I mean, all high school stadiums, all high school gyms. Yep. I go to. You see it you know, positioned prominently on the I wall. I took a
0: course freshman year of college where yeah. I where we learned CPR, we yeah. learned first aid, and we learned the AED stuff. Yeah, you know, but you hope
2: somebody's there that knows how to operate it because it looks very nice on the wall. You need to bring it off the wall if somebody needs okay. it. Uh, you, you, but uh, you have a lot of hospitals, as uh, you know, as Chris mentioned earlier, that uh, that partner with schools or with school systems that provide trainers for Friday nights. That The important thing is are those trainers around during the week to know – What's going on? And, and that like player. you said, that, right. this, that you was know? my
0: point yeah. at the beginning. The ones that are there during practice during the week are normally just the classmates, yeah. no. who, who who don't have real legitimate medical training. But it, it's not that difficult to train up a little bit to 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 any benefit of saving life. Even if only one life is saved in the next ten years because it was certified, it was worth it.
1: You said you took this. Uh, you took a class in college. We are, we're on tomorrow, Sam. Six yeah. until nine. We mm-hmm. should get. You know, we reach a. You know, hospitals, we've got offices, and, and folks are there that could call us up, 404 tomorrow morning, and tell us how long, how many weekends is the training? How long do you have to, to, to it, it, does it take to get a certificate to do these sorts of things? Let's find out that information okay. and parrot it out as much as we possibly can. Um, ending this on a light note, i got to tell you something. You, you mentioned having to drive to the hospital and you had to use both feet. Softball.
0: Thankfully, I didn't have a clutch. It was a, it was a yeah, it was that, an auto. Right, if it was, it was a clutch.
1: manual, I don't know how I'd done it. I um softball country club
0: stayed in first gear some years ago.
1: <laughs> I'm playing I'm playing one night and sprained my jam my ankle. Don't know how badly it sprained, Ooh. and I drive home in my little Celica right, and I realize this is not working. And, and it's boom boom, boom 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 boom. I'm putting ice on it, so I got to leave. I'm living in Midtown the time being. I drove. I went to my golf bag, and I got my putter out and I use my putter on the gas pedal because I couldn't touch the gas pedal on the brake, and I use my left foot for the brake, and I used the handle of my putter for the gas pedal. That seems less
0: safe than my two-footed driving, which, by the way, was not a piece of art either, but my goodness. (laughs) I I did what I could. Because I'm hurricane – you would think that driving with your your other foot, your left foot, wouldn't be that difficult, but there's this level of finesse that you've gotten used to, and you don't realize Mm – how fine that is. And right. then you try and break with your left foot and you just slam on the brakes because there's there's no dexterity to it. There there's no light touch to it. It's just a you just jam it down and you're you're hurting and jerking all the way home. It's it was I, I think by the time I got to the hospital my neck was in worse shape than my hips. So it was <laughs> yeah. a <lot> of whiplash <laughs> going on for me. Well
1: there you go. You guys are uh you guys are coming up next there Gordon they're talking about um college you guys are gonna be talking college Football game time. I'm sorry. I got three notes in front of me here, and I'm I'm, I'm zoning out. Um, are you convinced 100% TCU's got no chance?
0: They're playing game, a game, night? so they have a chance. But I have yet to find someone who can give me a real reason why they'd be able to beat Georgia. I I, I mean, I, I get your question, and, yeah, I do kind of feel that way. But, they, I mean, they're at least playing the game. Like, bigger upsets have happened. It's a 12-and-a-half point spread. Like, we've seen 40-point dogs win games on the road, right? So, Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a chance, but I I can't find an in-game reason why it would happen. If Georgia plays a competent game, I don't know how. Let me put it to you this way.
1: Ohio State is complaining because Harrison went down in that game, Harrison Jr., and they feel like if they had him at the wideout, Ohio State would have won this game. Who is it that Georgian would lose that would say to you, man, TCU
0: has got a chance. But, you know,
1: Stetson obviously Stetson. is the one. No, no, no.
0: He's the only one. He's the only one. The only one. Stetson, if Stetson goes down, I could you could talk me into them losing. But, like, they don't focus enough on anyone offensively or defensively that I, I think it, it's that big of a lot. Like, yeah, Brock Bowers, but what do you have, four catches for 65 yards? Yep. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, they, they've got – there's no singular running back that if they go down, that you can't believe the other guys can't pick up the slack. That's the great part about this Georgia offense. It's so well balanced that if you slow down Brock Bowers, you got A.D. Mitchell coming back with big plays. you got Aaron Smith over the top. Yeah. you got Ladd McConkie. I mean, yeah, maybe it hurts if you miss Darnell Washington if Bowers were to also be lost, but they've got enough balance and enough different ways to beat you Stetson would be the answer to that. I mean, okay. I guess if you want to make an argument on defense, maybe Jalen Carter. But I think they're strong enough around him that, you know, they'd have different play calls, maybe a little bit more blitzing. But you see, I think Sam, they'd survive.
1: This is the kind of analysis that you're going to hear for the next few hours. There you go. On college- <laughs> and if there's any, <laughs> by the is- way, if
0: there's any Buckeye fans in the area, I'm going to tear down that Marvin Harrison discussion. Okay. That that if he's law, lo- if he still plays... If he's not concussed that they win, I'm going to tear that down for you. All
1: right, okay. 404-7410929. You can start that call at top of the hour because they're <laughs> going to be there ready for it. This is great, too, because we didn't have a, a, a college football voice on today. So, Abe just filled it. We had Elvis on.
2: We had Elvis on.
1: Well, that's true, but that was just one-sided. Yeah,
2: it yeah. was one-sided. It was just wanna, one-sided. We want to find out what's going on. With
1: All right, got to get this insignificant information out All right. of the way here before yeah. we turn things over Let's do to it. college football game time. And we don't have a sounder, I guess. So let's.
2: Okay, <laughs> let's run it out.
1: Let's <laughs> go to this. Uh, you know what happened on this day? First bank happened on this day in Philly. First, I don't know, I'm saying, first commercial U.S. Bank. bank of North America. Never heard of it. That's different than Bank of America, but still. Walter Camp. Yep. The first list. Ah. On this day, 1889. Um, Gibson. I want to throw this out there. They got the patent on this day for the. It's called the Flying V. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it a million times. You just didn't know it had a name. It's that guitar. Okay. That looks like a V. Yeah. yeah, All right. They got they got the patent for it on this day. Okay. The two people that stick that come to mind that played well. There's three, I think of. Yeah, there's three. Albert Collins. Okay. In Hall of Blues Hall of Fame. Mm Hmm. Jimi Hendrix. Okay. And Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Okay. Okay. He had one. Uh, I and I said this earlier. I don't understand how this happens. Now they say, and it was written down, the first U.S. railroad station opened. The train came in. There was a station. Where did it go to after that? And where did it stop? So You can't just have one. You got to have more than one. Don't you agree? Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. That what? This is the only one. That's the only one. Uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa was closed on this day. I guess it was leaning too far. That's exactly what it was written down there. The uh, U.S. 1994, the U.S. Female Figure Skating Championship uh, champion was crowned. Do you know who that was? Tanya Harding. Um, Millard Fillmore, 13th president, celebrating a birthday today. Thelma McQueen. You know that name? I say that with such pride because that's my mama's name, Thelma. Thelma McQueen otherwise known as Butterfly McQueen, birthday today. She was Prissy from uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, Kenny Loggins, Katie Couric, Ron Rivera, happy 61st birthday today, and Nicolas Cage, happy 59th birthday. You got a favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Oh, my goodness. Mine is The Rock. Other than that, I can't really take him in too much more. (laughs) I I, I like him with Rock because he's opposite Sean Connery. We are going to have Terrell, well, you're still thinking about that. Terrell Thomas just, uh, yep, he's ready for tomorrow. Okay. We are going to have some other guests. But I really do uh, want to push this where I'd love to hear from some medical facilities, hospital or not, whatever, to tell us how long is the training for somebody who wants to get certified in administering a defibrillator. So these people, I mean, we talked to all these high school folks on a regular basis. We should have that information. We should. Maybe we'll get it tomorrow morning. We will be back from 6 until 9. In the meantime, it is college football game time. You just heard Abe. We've got Chris Goforth. We've got Randy McMichael. They are going to walk you up to games later on. Today, we've got Kansas City and Las Vegas, Tennessee at Jacksonville. You guys have yourself a big day. Eric Slaughter, thank you for everything. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. <laughs>